Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This is something that I reference all the time because it's really a good proxy for understanding what Bitcoin is doing. It's a good understand. It's a good proxy for understanding um, euphoria. And what that is, is the 1998-99 NASDAQ chart. You can see mm -hmm. the euphoria mm -hmm. all the way through 2000 and then the crash. And that's what's happening. That's, that's, not, um, that's not a pattern pushed by fancy numbers. It's not a matter of Fibonacci levels. It's a matter of uh, human psychology. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest in line, my friend Jack. Jack and I, I tell you what, we uh, we just troubleshoot for about 20 minutes in order to call happen. Technology is supposed to happen, right? Dude, I think I just bungled something right now, in fact. Can you still hear and see me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's been one of those days, folks. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to make it happen. We're going to get through the day. Glad to be on this side of the dirt. Jack, what's new, man? Well, let's talk about getting through the week, right? Okay, let's talk about the NASDAQ. Let's talk about Tesla, Amazon, big earnings week. Um, uh, I mean, Wait, wait, they're, they're still allowing earnings to happen, even with an election that may or may not be decided? I don't understand, Jack. What's going on, man? We're in the middle of... Oh, I'm going to get some haters here. We're in the middle of electing <laughs> a dictator. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap, it's out. Um you know, there's there's still a lot of short covering. Uh, it's been a nasty week for anyone trying to be on the short side of the market, obviously. Um, I, I don't think that this is over. Um, clearly, uh, this is a, a scenario where, you know, you can call it the establishment, you can call it whatever you want. They love Biden winning. Okay, now let's we're gonna we're gonna jump through the political rabbit hole, but we're gonna stay kind of unpolitical. We're just gonna kind of feed uh, out the scenario here. So the scenario, scenario A, is Biden wins. We have a split um, government continuation, uh, Congress, House, things like that. Okay. Market loves that because that means nothing's going to get done. That means the Fed can continue to start printing money again. Right. And the reason why I think that uh, the the market favors uh, Biden is just because of that. And if you're a market maker, if you're a hedge fund, it makes sense 
to play the other side of what all the, um, you know, this comes off derogatory, but it's really not of, you know, what the sheep are going to do. The sheep are going to say if Biden wins, Democrats are in the house and the market's going to fall apart because here comes socialism. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. The thing is, is um, see, we still don't know, do we? I mean, what is it today? Friday, it's about in the afternoon. We still don't have a president, you know? Right, a, yeah. Right. So um, I wonder if that's kind of um, going to play out accordingly. Um, I feel like my analysis around politics is usually uh, spot on whenever I have a little bit more data. And I think that's the scenario. I think if you have uh, a split house, we have another four years. It doesn't matter who's president. There's not going to get much done. Market loves that. They don't want regulation. They don't want to have limitations on you know, even though the Federal Reserve can do whatever it wants. Um, if if things kind of pan out with Biden winning, um, it seems like the market would just kind of love that. I think we're still in a bull market. Yes, we're going to have volatile pullbacks. They keep getting bought up. There's that old catchphrase where, you know, you take the elevator down and the stairs up. We're doing the opposite. We're taking yeah. the stairs down and we're taking the elevator up, right? That's exactly what happened, yeah. So I, I pay attention to this stuff, and I, I, I like that most people will listen to what I say, and they'll go, well, you know, that's, that's interesting, and so far it's played out. <gasps> Wouldn't you know? So you got to think critically about these scenarios. You have to say, you can't just say in this world, especially, you can't say Biden, oh, no, here we go, the market's going to hate that. No, the market kind of actually loves this, and we could actually get a continued, um, you know, it's not really... Uh, I hate the term bubble right now in this um, in this time, just because it's not really a bubble. It's like, hey, the market loves buying up anyone trying to get short. Also, mm-hmm. if there's no regulation, we still have a split uh, government. Nothing's going to get done for four years. Well, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. And maybe the best case scenario is everything stays the same. I mean, the market did really well over a long period of time under Trump's rule, um, minus the whole coronavirus correction and things. But now I was talking to one of your colleagues there, Sam. He was talking about, um, you know, the unwinding of the VIX going into the end of the year because we've not had this dramatic um, crash uh, other than the early March and then V back that we had. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really sure which, uh, which direction it's going to go, but to me, it definitely feels like we're still, uh, in a bullish market. And I, you know, I really, granted, this is what people think, right? The expectation is to just be in a bull market forever, but at some point, you know, there's the, the greatest generational wealth shift is going to occur. Maybe it's happening later than we had anticipated. Uh, but you know, you've got people like your parents and my parents and things that are going to be retiring. And they're going to start withdrawing rather than uh, uh, depositing. And that's the whole premise behind uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, The uh, Rich Dad's Prophecy, is at some point all these baby boomers need their money back. And are we going to see that in the next couple of years? I mean, mathematically, we're going to have to. So at the moment, I think we're okay. But I do give it the benefit of the doubt that there could be some unrest in the market uh, just from the fact of people liquidating portfolios. Yeah, I agree. Older. 
Yeah, I agree. And you're going to have also things like lumber continue to go up, copper continue to go up. You're going to have uh, a lot of fear. Um, and to your point, uh, baby boomers going, okay, this was a nice run. I, I know what 2007, 2008 was like. Mm-hmm. not going to go through that again. Um, and then also you kind of go, and this is something that I reference all the time because it's really a good proxy for understanding what Bitcoin is doing. It's a good understand. It's a good proxy for understanding um, euphoria. And what that is, is the 1998-99 NASDAQ chart. You can see mm-hmm. the euphoria mm-hmm. all the way through 2000 and then the crash. And that's what's happening. That's that's not um, that's not a pattern pushed by fancy numbers. It's not a matter of Fibonacci levels. It's a matter of uh, human psychology. And what that means is you have a lot of FOMO and JOMO, the fear of missing out, and then the joy of missing out. But it's more about the FOMO because what you have is people trying to chase Bitcoin now at 14,000, 15,000 or whatever. Well, this is going to be the peak and people are going to forget that Bitcoin has 30% pullback. So whenever Bitcoin's back down to 11,000, the conversation all of a sudden dramatically changes from, oh, it's going to half a million dollars to, well, it's, it's going to hang out at 11,000. I say we see a peak in uh, Bitcoin and we'll get to kind of what you were saying here in a second. Um, Going as far as digital assets, I mean, the top, my top number for Bitcoin is 30K and then maybe normalizing back down to 25K, mm. maybe we're maybe worse than that. But that is the exact framework uh, uh, with all things equal, um, exactly what the NASDAQ would look like in 98 through 99. And that's just human behavior. That is a market of euphoria, missing out and then the crash. And then to your point, the baby boomer thing couldn't be more true and i love that we you and i whenever we love uh well the topics that we choose to talk about what's great about you and i is it's an open conversation you know Mm -hmm. there is not like we can talk about politics and all this stuff and usually we agree but also we leave it open to your viewers and your listeners because um you know a lot could happen and you just kind of take what you have as far as like indicators, um, geopolitics, uh, ge- geopolitics, geopolitical uh, motivators, um, and patterns. And right now you have gold breaking out, you have Bitcoin breaking out. Uh, that's fear-based. Um, there's just one of those things like, where's the safe haven? Remember last time we were talking about where's the fleet of safety? Well, it's totally not bonds. And right now, maybe it, it might be gold. Uh, but right now it seems to be, you know, the NASDAQ or tech or mm-hmm. some of these high beta stocks. And there's a lot moving on. If it, I, I, I always tell people like in 10 years from now, what will I be telling people about 2020? And I'm going to say, well, in the big, in the beginning half of the year, you just bought everything in mm-hmm. the second half of the, the, in the second half of the year, you tried to hold on to the capital earned from the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then now we have, uh, um, Golly, I mean, tighter correlations maybe with gold. Uh, VIX instruments are not my favorite. Um, uh, you know, things like that. It's like whenever you have a 400-point move down in the NASDAQ and the VIX moves a point or two, um, how much of a reliable instrument is that? So I typically stay away from that. I know that a lot of people that kind of live on the edge like to take the chance on those things, but uh you know, if it's setting up, it may take a long time. And then if it does set up and fails, then you just kind of wasted a lot of time. But I know that a lot of people are eyeballing that nice little setup. But um, and there's so much to tackle, man. You know, I, I'm not much of a, a VIX trader either. I've traded it some. Uh, most recently, I traded it after a conversation with uh, with TG. 
and uh, what was it? It was a UVXY that I was trading. And um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I got in. I got I made a couple dollars, but like uh, it was moving around a lot more than uh, my normal trades. And then like two weeks later, I talked to TG and he's like, oh, yeah, man, that's a that's a day trading vehicle. And I'm like, well, thanks for telling me now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah it, VIX is just not it's not my not my scene. It doesn't especially this year. Right. It's been so elevated and really not moved all that much where you could have had a giant like 50 point spike in the VIX in the last couple of weeks, but you didn't. And now we've having this, uh, this, this run up in stocks, this violent move to the upside and it's not really, uh, translating to the VIX as well. So man, I don't know. It's, uh, this market's crazy, right? I, I went to cash a couple of weeks ago and, uh, I haven't looked back and <laughs> I may be in cash for a while. My whole setup right now is I want to see first, an elected president, because we still don't have that. By the time this airs, I'm sure it'll be hopefully figured out. But first, I want to see an elected president, and then I want to see a trend, right? I want to make sure that the trend is actually moving and not just this ludicrous up move right after the stair steps down. And this is not a move I can get behind. So, I mean, because of these two things, I'm just going to sit in cash for a while. And, and I will sit in cash until... January 21st, which is the inauguration day, if needed, I'll deal with that. I mean, I, I don't have FOMO. <laughs> I've lost too much money to have FOMO. So I figured out how to uh, control my emotions in that way. And I, I just trade my plan. My latest trades right now, um, in fact, I'm building into it uh, today, is uh, leap options in GLD. So being long gold, um, because it's one, I mean, I'm a technical analyst, but, um, I kind of looked at NASDAQ futures into March, April, 2021. And the thing that it's telling me is, um, like whenever I compare open interest volume and things like that, um, it's about the same as what I saw kind of the beginning of 2019 and um you know without going into all the details and all the comparisons that i do uh gold is probably uh famous last words here folks but um probably the safest long-term long call situation um and mm. so what i have is i've you know kind of doubled down on GLD calls into February. And right now, I, I don't know what they're going for right now. I think the February's uh, at the money GLD calls, I could be totally wrong, but I think my memory is telling me $6 for February those. 21? February 2021? Yeah. That's, can you... that's not that long to be considered. Well, no, 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 those, no, those aren't. But I'm also thinking um, that's a starter position, and then I'm going to be focusing on the later part of 2021. I'm waiting for this election to get over. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to see, like, do I build into this or do I just, you know, kind of take the gains from this week or whatever? So mm -hmm. but my my safest trades, I would say, are long GLD uh, into either February or, you know, post summer 2021, if we're all still alive. Um, <laughs> but uh, what are you uh, looking at for gold to go long? I, I mean, because like I was just talking to somebody in like the. Uh... The gold chart was interesting to me when I looked at it a few days ago. I mean, gold had been so flat that the moving averages that I use, like just 
covered up all the candles. I mean, there was no movement up or down and, and the candles were real small. Is it starting to, to break out of that or, or is this a, an event you're anticipating? Uh, two things. Yeah, actually, uh, the latter, what you just said, but also, um, you know, obviously you're pretty familiar with our squeeze indicator via mm. simpler. Um, so what we have is some high compressions on larger time frames, and they're starting to show bullish momentum and we call above zero on the histogram. So uh, GLD is actually trying to break out slowly but surely. Uh, I trade gold futures as well, and there seems to be a lot more volume pouring in. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you keep an eye on it, but it's had such a really non-decisive, what you were talking about, a non-decisive uh, event for months. Yeah. Um, it did It did pull back, and um, before it pulled back, I was actually long GLD into November, and I just took the profits, and now from there, it's just kind of dove down. But, I mean, the yeah. past three days have been really nice. Uh, that's my first priority long-term trade. Um, I'm going to hold on to gold uh, futures. I added some this morning. Uh, right now, I've got about... Yeah, till the end of the year, I have eight gold futures positive, and I'm just going to let those ride, and I'm not even going to touch them. I do have a wide stop as well. Uh, the other thing that I think is a, a fairly good move is going to be Zoom. It's going to be Zoom for a lot of reasons, because one, I do think we're going to come into um, another hot zone type of end of year where we're going to have to, I don't know, you can call it quarantine or limited state openability or whatever you might want to call it. And Netflix and Zoom uh, will eventually be, um, I mean, eventually, if that happens, um, obviously be uh, some good stocks to be involved with to the long side. As far as anything else, I mean, we could see a major pullback in Amazon, uh, which might be the biggest sell and the best value to get back into Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I have to pick your brains on that one. So, my wife and I are very avid uh, Black Friday shoppers. We do the whole thing when I'm not drunk. We do the whole thing. <laughs> I have to preface that because there's been a couple years where I didn't go and I got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> but this is the first year ever where she's like, coronavirus driven, I'm going to go do all my shopping online. And, you know, for, for her and for a lot of people, the, the shopping experience is part of the fun. And for her to say, I'm going to shop from home, basically she's going to give Jeff Bezos all of our money. What? I don't know. I mean, that was my first thought is, well, I'm long Amazon at this point. Not right now, obviously, but that's my very first thought is if if my own household doesn't even want to go out for for uh, retail shopping for Christmas, I can't imagine what it's like across the board and how the fourth quarter is going to look for all of these retail companies. And so, yeah, when you're saying, you know, potentially short Amazon, my first thought is. Oh, man, I couldn't believe doing that. But then again, what do either of us know? Well, so my my stance and my perspective is based on what is Jeff Be- Bezos going to do with his stock? And we all know that he has to sell his stock to help fund uh, Blue Origin or mm-hmm. whatever. His own rocket ships like like uh, Elon. Sure, yeah, they're in yeah. the billionaire club, dude. We don't know what it's like to have rocket ships like like that, you know? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Mine's parked outside. <laughs> no, but he's got to sell a stock. And I also think that um, for uh, to continue to create value, 
Um, he's doing that through offering all sorts of different services via Alexa, via the new Halo, which actually just arrived on my front doorstep this morning, which I'm Wait, super excited. Wait, what's the Halo? Well, you had to you had to have early access for it. Um, you had to sign up about six months ago. And what it is is, um, are you familiar with Whoop? No. W h o o p. It's a uh, you know health band kind yeah. of track tracks your sleeping and your fitness uh-huh. and recovery rates. It's very highly scientific. It uses a lot of AI to help you with your fitness tracking. Well, Amazon just came out with one, and the only people that have them are people that did early access. And Mike came in this morning. I haven't put it on yet, um, but they're going to, I mean, that's a $3.99 a month subscription service after you've bought the thing for, I bought it for 60 but y'all will have to get it for 100 um, And then that's another you know, if you want to talk about vertical integration, forget Google being integrated by four times. Okay, Google search, ads. Uh, what else does Google do? Your Google phones. Maps, phones. Yeah. You know, it's more than four now at this point. Then you talk about Amazon being vertically integrated. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, subscriptions, Alexa, uh, Halo Now, um, Black Friday, just shopping in general. Uh, what else does Amazon know about us that... Uh, you know, I mean, that's four integrations. How else is Amazon integrated through our lives? I'm sure we could come up with a. Oh yeah, AWS. That brings oh, in more. Than, that that yeah. brings in more than Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what we're talking about now is like a correction in stock does not mean a devaluation in the company. I think what it means is everything should be on sale at that point, and I'll be selling put credit spreads on Amazon once we get a major flush. And it doesn't mean that there's like the, that Amazon is hurting that there's weakness in the market or anything like that. Obviously, we know that there's four or five stocks that drive the market, that being Amazon, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, maybe a little bit of Tesla if you're in a good mood. Um, But, you know, I think I'm looking for things on sale. I'm looking for a big flush. And I think 2021, no matter what, is going to be maybe less volatile, but still stair-stepping higher until, you know, I mean, shoot, what we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I talked to my mother and... Uh, other uh, really, really smart investors. And believe it or not, most of them have kind of rid this out, kind of riding it out. And, um, you know, if there's still going to be a, a strong bull market, and if I'm, if I'm sitting here and I'm a baby boomer and I've got, you know, maybe seven or eight figures in, in a Morgan Stanley account or Vanguard or something like that, um, I'd, ha- I'd hang on because there's a dividend, there's mm. uh, the... I mean, there's all sorts of really good reasons. And let's not forget the market makers, hedge funds, well, the market makers don't want you to short too much. They def- they definitely don't want you to long Tesla because they have to keep buying Tesla stock to <laughs> maintain that gamma. But they definitely want you to try to short because they're just going to buy everything up and squeeze you out. And as long as that's happening, there's no sign of that letting up. Uh, in the next podcast that we do, I'm going to pull up a chart with the skew and the put call related to the spiders. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and 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 show um, you know when hedge funds start to load up on shorts and when they start to buy the thing. And if you're looking at my hands, this is our the most technical chart that we'll get this morning. Uh, the skew, whenever it's up here, they start shorting. Well, we're about right there which means they're still buying the the crap out of this market and they're not short um and so you know i i don't know does it depend on who we elect i don't know i think we've priced it in i think the volatility is here and that's part of the equation that we're pricing in 
um, you know, any type of reaction. Now, if you and I in two weeks or three weeks, whenever I'm on again, um, if the market's tanked, <laughs> it's not for any of the reasons we've talked about. I mean, something ex existential has happened in the market and then that'll be a whole different conversation. It could be aliens. It could be, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes, of course. You know, Jack, it's, uh, it's a wild world out there right now, especially right now. 2020, um, I've heard a lot of people saying how they just want to, you know, take a nap and wake up on the other side of it. And, you know, we still have an election going on that uh, who knows how long this is going to be. I heard some people describe it as uh, 79 days of hell or something like that. That's what they're calling it from uh, election day to inauguration day. And and who knows? Man, I even heard a conspiracy. You'll love this. That um, I, I love conspiracies. Like they just get me excited. They get Bring my juices it, flowing. Yeah. Bring it. All right. So Trump set up the Democrats. This is a conspiracy. Don't don't at me, people thinking I made this up. Okay. Just yeah, what I heard. Yeah, don't it, get like, crazy on Chris. All right. I, I just I love the idea of this happening. Right. All right. Trump set up the Democrats to rig the election, and then he's going to have some sort of bombshell come out to say, "See, I told you so. We just got all this proof red-handed." Or catching you red-handed in the uh, election fraud, and uh, you know you're all going to jail or whatever the case is. And I'm just like, that would be pretty epic. <laughs> I, I, I don't think happen. that's too much of a conspiracy theory. I think that is you're talking about something that could definitely happen. I, I mean, I don't know, obviously the ins and outs of it, but hearing that thought that they were set up, and now that it it may be coming to fruition, oh my gosh, that would be the biggest scandal of all time ever i would love not not that i'm like picking one side or another people but i would love to see this happen just to say holy cow that was incredible yeah like putting the establishment in their place right yeah dude. like i mean come on man i was talking about this you know back in back in let's see i'm 34 now i was back in my day back, back in my day you know yeah. we were the crazy ones talking about how look Honestly, about 15 years ago, I remember having conversations with my mom being like, there's billionaires running the planet. They're doing dirty things. There's all sorts of strings being pulled. There's the 12 star families. There's the golden families. There's the Bilderbergs. And it goes way deeper than that. Oh, I'm sorry. A year ago, didn't we just talk about a thing called the Lolita Express, Epstein Island? And now we're kind of unraveling that thing. You want to go down Conspiracy Island? We can do this, but dude, we'll do it in the next dude. one. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, man, it's it's oh, the point is all the things that sounded crazy conspiracy theories are now con what I call conspiracy fact. And so now yeah. it's a valid and so now it's a valid conversation. Listen. This is a conversation we need to have because it just makes me excited and, and I love a good conspiracy theory turned to fact. So tune we need in, to y'all y'all need to tune in next time. We're gonna go off. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go off and we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Yeah, you know so this is gonna turn into the Alex Jones podcast. <laughs> well, I have we talked about this before? I used no. to live I, I, I used to live down oh, the hall from you live down the hall from him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean one one of the greatest entertainers of our time. You know, just I'll tell you, watching him on the Joe Rogan podcast, this is kind of what got my juices flowing back again. Just hearing his his ideas and thoughts and stuff. I'm like, oh, I got to go check out his stuff. And and to be frankly honest, I've been on Infowars every day since then, just seeing all this stuff, which is where I got that one conspiracy from. And I, I was first off, I was like, I thought they shut him down and everything. And then second off, I'm like, 
this is really good stuff to just like watch. So yeah, that's where I got that conspiracy theory from. Yeah. And he, he honestly, um, so Tim Dillon is my favorite comedian. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim Dillon is a genius. He's, he will, not a lot of people know about him, obviously on the Joe Rogan podcast, he's been on it like three times, but he's going up. He's going to be, he'll be up there with like Louis CK. He'll be up there with all the greats. Uh, we've seen him live twice. We're always front row. Um, it was a big treat to, you know, to be around him and, and just meet him and, and, and hear him live. But, you know, Alex Jones, if uh, here's some opinion, folks, he really turned that uh, that last Joe Rogan into a giant shit show. He got too drunk, you know, <laughs> just like annoying. And, and I've been around Alex, whether we're just hanging out where we used to live. Um, you know, there was a seventh floor, there was a seventh story, like pool and jacuzzi, like, uh, cabana area. And we'd, we'd cook out there and uh, we'd talk and stuff. Um, I love him to death. I know that he's one of the greatest entertainers of all time and that's what it is. But he is also very, very passionate. I support his work. I support his demeanor, uh, out in public, getting people wild up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, it's a, it's a great thing to have some type of patriot out there. Uh, kind of with the middle finger to the establishment who has been doing us dirty for years. So, yes. Oh man. I tell you, we, uh, we have so many different topics we could go down. Um, and that's why I like this show where I can just have a conversation with people. I don't have an agenda and it is so nice to just chat with people. Um, like I was talking to, to Sam earlier today. Uh, Sam's one of uh, Jack's colleagues there at simpler trading and, you know, just being able to, to literally just, have a conversation it's so nice right it's not like hard hitting hey what's your what's your pick on tesla this week what's your pick on this or that we're gonna talk about alex jones instead <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about finance and a little bit of conspiracy next time um uh, you know what's really interesting to me is like mk ultra uh some of the um san francisco uh lsd experiment experiences uh, experiences <laughs> experiments uh back in the 70s hmm. um some of the mind manipulation stuff so i my background i have a degree in psychology and that was actually the reason why i wanted to figure out one i wanted to learn about the brain and human behavior but i was really really interested in conspiracy conspiracy theories whenever i was oh, in college uh, yeah there you go and so what i instead of being you know, a licensed therapist or going into med school and being a psychologist or anything like that. Um, I use my, uh, you know, what I know and what I observe about human behavior in the stock market. I mean, it's a, it's straight to the vein, man. You're, you're on the other side of the, uh, of the trade of whoever is fearful or optimistic and you just kind of know when to jump in and when to jump out. That's what a market is. It's a, it's sure. a, it's a binary event of fear and optimism. Uh, based on how convicted you are. Yes. Speaking of convicted, I don't know where I'm <laughs> okay. going with that. It was just a great segue. <laughs> well, let's see. You know, we Remember never saw we, we, we never we never saw Epstein do the do the walk into jail. So we don't know if he's dead or alive. We've never seen Ghislaine Maxwell. We've never seen them being one convicted or anything like that. Nor have we seen the walk of shame into any type of prison or courthouse. So next topic for next week, or or, or sorry, whenever we whenever listen, I'm gonna have to catch up on that uh, that that uh, Epstein documentary there, so I can be on top of it. Cause I, I I've only heard a little bit here and there, and I've heard the the you know some of the the rumors in the zeitgeist, but yeah, I gotta learn more about it. I mean, aren't they all innocent? They gotta be all innocent, right? Dude, <laughs> politicians are innocent. 
innocent until proven guilty. And ain't nobody going to be able to prove and survive or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're they're all completely innocent. Come on, right? They're all yeah. innocent. It's fact. I it's mean, it's fact. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that with a very straight face. It's fact. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jack, listen, uh, I know you have some place to be, and I'll be respectful of that. I got another guy I need to call here in just a minute because um, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. So I appreciate your time today. We need to yeah, send man. people over to Simpler Trading. Let's get back yeah. on topic. Yeah, simplertrading.com forward slash traders, or you can just go to our traders website at simplertrading.com, and you can find a little bit about me. I'm in the options room every morning. Uh, giving my analysis, uh, trades, picks, all that good stuff. And then you can find me on Twitter. I am Jack Roberts. Um, and I'll throw out uh, a couple links today on kind of how to get started. So uh, just before we take off here, um, one of my expertises is actually micro futures, which is a new financial instrument that was added to uh, the CME uh, in, I believe it was July of 2019. And Are so I just the, recently uh, the tasty trade futures or is that a different one? The small uh, exchange ones? Well, no, that they do have the small exchange, but these are just micro futures. They're, oh, so they're, it's a different it's, product. It's a different product. It's, okay, it's okay. similar. Smalls are way smaller than the micros. Ah, the, okay. They're smalls. I get it. Smalls, micros, and then regular. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. You're so, teaching me something here. That's the whole point of the podcast. Hey man, I tell you what, I've been doing this <laughs> for 10 years. Um, so e-minis, uh, obviously, large capital requirement, kind of high stress. Uh, I mean, I think the margin for uh, an E-mini right now is roughly, man, my numbers are maybe off at twelve or 17,000 or something like that, where micros, you know, they're one-tenth the size. That's all you have to remember. Uh, micros okay. are one-tenth the size of E-minis. Super, super low emotional, uh, what we call psychological capital doesn't take up a lot of that. Um, super easy to uh, supplement your options trading. I taught a giant class about it about three weeks ago. Uh, and you can find that, uh, I think, on the Simpler Trading website. Uh, but if you want to join the options room and listen to me, I've got all sorts of good commentary. And then we trade micro futures throughout that time. So come on into the Simpler Trading family. Uh, we're just trying to shorten that learning curve for you, trying to help you out if you're a new trader, which there are a ton of new traders. Uh, I always tell people this, uh, I am not a jealous person. I have no reason to be jealous about anything in my life, but I am jealous of any new trader that finds simplertrading.com early in their trading career. You know, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I tell people all the time, I, it took me five figures. It was like a college tuition's worth of education before I figured out how to trade and uh you know any way that we can shortcut that for the listeners will drastically help them i mean not just financially but like mentally right you got to overcome a lot of mental hurdles when you're spending five figures losing before you're like oh yeah that's how you win <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and 10 years ago for me it was six figures twice oh well, you know what, Jack? You always got to one-up me, man. Well, in this case, twice or eight times, or <laughs> yeah. however many that works. <laughs> Not proud of it, but I tell you what, that's that kind of is. That's just kind of the argument behind my case. Is it's one of those things where, um, you know, I I grew up knowing about the stock market, traded stocks, uh, turned a ten thousand dollar account into a six figure account. Uh, then I jumped into options and completely had no clue of what I was doing. And then, um, you know, just being a student of 
John Carter for, for years and understanding that the market is not what you think it is. And then simpler trading, what we do is we kind of just tell you that that's kind of the point. There's a lot of psychological uh, stuff that you got to get through to be a successful trader. And everyone else uh, who's maybe new thinks that's, oh, it's, it's numbers and it's, you know, my intuition. Like, uh, how many indicators can I throw on this screen here, Jack? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whenever the truth is, you only need about three. And so here's the promotion. Here's the plug. We have the best indicators. All right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jack, we did our job today. Yes, they'll be happy. <laughs> That's it. That's the but one. you know what? Being able to relate to people like this uh, helps drive engagement and helps drive people to come and check out you because they know more about who you are. So, yeah, I think it's all right. Yeah. And what's great about micro futures, too, is, I mean, I've I, my specialty is growing small accounts. So uh, in the past four months, you know, for for my class, I grew an eight thousand dollar account into uh, I believe the top number right now is sixty five K. And I'm doing this again. So now I've opened up two more eight K accounts and we're just going to continue to do this. We're going to trade options. We're going to use the correct strategies. We're not going to over position. We're going to uh, use micro futures to help build that account over time, slowly but surely. Uh, with little to no stress. I don't like stress. I know what it feels like. You know, there's that saying, sick and tired of being sick and tired type situation. Mm -hmm. um, and that totally is uh, relevant, especially in this market where a lot of people want to over position size and think that they're right and then crush an account. Yeah. We're not, we don't do that. We grow small accounts and, um, you know, that's my specialty. Well, Jack, I really encourage people to come and check you out. I hope they do. Thank you, man. Me too. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. 
Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timminutestocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.